pay attention to what's happening locally. If COVID-19 is spreading in your community, stay home as much as possible Shut and up. avoid crowds. Shut up. I, I don't like it because it's so artsy-fartsy. We've gathered some of the key players for a look back at the twists and turns of the Tiger King saga, and we'll find out where their lives have taken them since the show ended. What is it like outside the mulleted realm of Joe Exotic? How does it feel when the world turns you into a meme? And is the Wi-Fi signal at their home strong enough for a one-on-one -on -one interview? Hmm. Those questions and more are about to be answered. This is the Tiger King and I. All right, now we're in part two. <laughs> and Angela's real tickled. Part two of The Tiger King and I, hosted by Joe McHale. Your favorite. Yeah, maybe I got like a dude crush on him. Mm. I, I think we got the same conversational style. I really do. You'd think I would like him more. Yeah, do you? I don't dislike him. I think he's I think he's kind of like charming and like a guy I would have had a crush on in college, but would have never, like nothing would have ever happened. It probably would have been, been nice shitty to, to everybody. You. Yeah. Oh, he was just being nice to everybody kind of guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he might make out with you at a party, but you're just friends. I think he looks like a guy that was probably really shitty when he was younger to a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. And then like calmed down a lot over the years. So again, me. Sure. Anyway, Tiger, I don't dislike him. Tiger King and I, terrible. Still, it's still a terrible. The worst title. title. I cannot think of a single song from The King and I to try to turn into something about the Tiger King. I'm completely drawing a blank. I never seen it, but Getting I know. know the, I know the old movie starred Yul Brynner. As Getting the, to know uh, all about the king. you. I think that's from that one. Saf. I think the toughest person throughout all of Tiger King is definitely Saf. Yes, because Saf is like, this tiger bit my arm off. I didn't care to keep it. They just took the whole arm. He's, and he I'm going he, back to work. He said he watched the video. Over and over. Over and over and over <laughs> again. No one is tougher than Saf in the Tiger King. And then Joel goes, who would you trust? Joe or the tiger? And Saf was like, the tiger. I never stopped trusting the tiger. Yeah, right. And I was like, this is a fucking badass. You think I could interview like Chris or Saf or John Rinky? Do you think I, if I reached out? I bet you could. Well, I mean, it's funny because like Rinky would probably be like, nah, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not anybody. I Because well, he keeps saying, like he said that multiple times. He's like, this is insane. I wouldn't even really want to just talk about the Tiger King. Just be like, tell me about yeah. yourself. I would talk That'd to. Be awesome. I would be tell me about your racing. I'd want to talk to Chris about music. You know, if you did that, I bet. Yeah, I bet you would have a chance. Yeah. If you were like, I don't want to talk about Tiger King. Like, I think you're a fascinating person, and I would like to talk to you about you. One thousand. And I, people would listen to that. I would want the door open for a little bit of Tiger King. Because but it wouldn't have to be the main focus. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily want to talk about Joe. I'd want to talk about his relationships with everyone else that worked there outside of Joe. Because Joe was just this extreme light yeah. of, that was in the center of everything. Yeah. Who else we talked to in here? Um, we talked to his ex. Whoa. 
Yeah, he's got some new teeth. He Queen. got some new teeth. I think he he seemed to be a little more fit than he was before. He did clear up the fact that they finished that tattoo. When we saw it, it was only the first pass. I think we said that when we watched it. We were like, you can still see the sides. Oh, they're probably going to go back in and do some shading. For sure. If you know anything about tattoos, a tattoo that big is not going to be done in one sitting. Right. That's insanity. He probably sat for four hours for what he got done on his pelvis. That had to be excruciating. We didn't point. I, did we point out in the series discussion that he that he admitted to liking pink camo, which I think is one of his. No, <laughs> that's right. He got a pink yeah, he, camo he's gun. He's into pink I think. camo. Um. Also, doesn't like shirts. No, he doesn't. He did wear a not pink but brown camo shirt in this one. I thought he was when Joel asked him uh, why he wasn't wearing a shirt. I thought he was going to say producers. Yeah. No, he was like. I got tattoos. Why not show them off? Yeah. Now, they could have suggested that to him or been asking him about his tattoos. I don't know. Well, who was it that stated, I don't think it was uh, his ex-husband because he was probably gone by then, by the time Dylan came around. Um, no, it was his campaign manager, that that kid that uh, who saw um, Travis hurt himself. Yeah. That was his name, right, Travis? Yeah, and that was really, I was actually really, it's a difficult thing to talk about and to hear about, but I was glad that he did talk about it because, I mean, his account, like, we weren't sure when we watched the documentary whether Travis did it on purpose or not. Yeah. And this guy was like, no, I was looking in his eyes. He straight up said to me, this gun's not going to fire because it doesn't have a clip. And then he turned it next to his head and almost like he was trying to show him, like, see, it's no big deal because he was like, it's okay I pointed at you because it's not going to fire. And the dude actually said that there was like a few seconds, literal seconds before Travis was gone where he looked fucking shocked. Like he truly does not believe Travis was trying to kill himself that day. Also, Travis was constantly plied with drugs. Yeah. So if he wasn't high or at least on harder shit, you know. I mean, he probably wasn't in his right mind at that moment. Like ever. Well, yeah, ever, but... But the campaign manager definitely said that he didn't think that that was Travis's intention in that moment. Sure. Which is devastating. He's definitely one of the saddest parts of the whole thing. Yes. But the campaign manager, who we didn't, I don't think we pointed it out, that Joe had met him while he he is a political science major. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joe met him at a Walmart. Yeah, he was working at Walmart selling guns. I think we did talk about this a little bit because he said that Joe would come in every single day and buy ammo. Yeah. And like shit to blow stuff up with. He he revealed, I don't know if he did in the series, that he was gay. I don't think they talked about it, but that was interesting because Joel said to him like, did, did anything ever happen with you and, and Joe? Did Joe ever try anything with you? And he was like, oh, no, no. I was too old. I was like 31. Joe likes 17, 18 year old. Yeah, he likes them straight and young. Yeah. Ugh, I don't, I don't get it. Look, Joe's a fucking sex groomer, sex trafficker. Oh, <laughs> very low level. He's only sex trafficking to himself. You know, they tried to ask his ex about the other sex that was happening around the zoo, and he was he really played it kind of like he didn't know anything. You know, he maybe did not see it. I'm sure he heard I mean, he a lot about answered, it. Yeah, he kind of answered that like you know he had his his wife. He also did say that. There were times when, obviously, he had he had done meth and he had been addicted, but 
that he's been clean for like four or five years at this point because his little girl's almost five years old and we had his little girl with this woman I'm assuming um, he decided to get clean so I think in probably some of the videos and stuff was during a time where he wasn't yeah. but by the time he was being interviewed for this he was clean yeah but he was upset that he was portrayed as being not clean but there was really nothing other than the fact that he didn't have a lot of teeth signified that, that well yeah and I think that people assume that yeah and that's really bad like because like he said, it took him a really long time to get his new teeth, like to get that fixed up. And it can, it can take a really long time to, you got, it costs a lot of money Yeah. sometimes. And if you don't have healthcare and obviously he never did when he was with Joe, you know, I'm sure whatever, but like, I mean, just because someone has jacked up teeth, it doesn't mean they're currently doing the thing that gave them that jacked up no. teeth. But I think and, people probably assumed it. And there's many reasons to have jacked up teeth. You yeah. can just not take care of your teeth. But... Isn't that what dude said? At the top? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'm not I'm not a meth head. I never have done that ever. Yeah. He My said teeth he, are just bad. Chris, he said he drank yeah. a lot, though. I mean... But look, their teeth are bad because they have histories with this stuff. So it's not like... Uh, it's not exactly... It's not un- unconscionable sure. to make that bridge. No, sure, sure. And addiction's a powerful thing. And even if you overcome it, it's still... You're never not an addict, you know? No, for sure. You're just dealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so we also talked to... Oh, campaign manager, Joel asked him if he's... Because he said, fuck the feds. Oh, yeah. And um, he, and, he, and, he, and he's like, are you worried about saying fuck the feds? I'm like, and that was, that was a weird question. It was a weird question, and I think the campaign manager misunderstood what Joel asked him originally. Because at first he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm worried about it. And then he goes... It's within my complete rights to say fuck the feds, and I say fuck the yeah. feds again. So yeah, I think I think feds. he didn't understand the question Joel was asking him. I don't know what he was answering, but yeah, who cares? Yeah, it seemed odd. Who cares? And also, fuck the feds. Yeah. The fucking government is a failure. I think we all know that now. If you didn't know that before, you should fucking know it now. If there's something that libertarians and democratic socialists can uh, both agree on, it's fuck the feds. Fuck the feds. And we talked to the original producer who had the idea. What what was his last name? Kirkham? I think it was Kirkham. Okay. He used to work for Inside Edition, and it, he was the guy that was originally trying to make a reality show with Rick? Joe. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, yeah, he came up there to do the reality show, Joe Exotic TV. Yeah. And he's living in Norway, apparently, right now. Oh, so, you know, when all the shit was getting, like, part of the whole story with him and the thing was that Joe, we think Joe, burned down the building yeah. where all the tapes were and stuff. He so, did. there was another incident where, didn't he burn it down when he thought he found that, like, two-way radio or whatever? But they asked yes. about that. W- yes. Tell what they said about that. Well, they said that it was just, it was, it was just a basic two-way, well, they showed a two-way radio antenna that was connected to the shed. Mm-hmm. And the producers, the director of this documentary, I mean, maybe they just don't know, but it does it, do, it does make a lot of sense. There's a part, part in the series where we're looking at an antenna sticking off a building, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the narration dictates that that might be like a spy listening device. <laughs> which because that's was, what Joe thought. Which is, yeah, well, Joe's a paranoid fuck, but that's ridiculous. It's a two-way radio. 
And wouldn't Joe have something to do with that two-way radio being installed there? You would think, but they said that was part of him being paranoid about people spying but, on him. But bug, but like bug spy equipment isn't going to have like a two-foot antenna no. sticking out of a box out of the side of a building that you can just easily see. Well, and that's why Jeff and his wife were laughing about it because it was like, no, obviously that she was like that we use that on the zoo. Yeah. Like, that was for something that we use. Yeah. Like a radio system. It, it was just very silly. It could have been edited to where Joe was blaming it, but it, uh, but it also just looks like some bullshit producer-director shit. We also knew this, but Jeff also confirmed that the reason Big Hoss on the ski yeah, was working with the feds was because not of because of a lemurs. Of, no, and, and obviously he's not going to say what, but that might be another court case because he was like, I told my lawyer about it. My lawyer was like, I have to report this. In our discussion of it, we didn't buy that. Either. No, we didn't. But I, it, it sometimes it's nice to hear those things confirmed, even though you know you're right already. But just to say like, oh yeah. This guy is shady as fuck. I mean, that guy's worth it just for the jet ski scene, which made me stiffen up a little bit. <laughs> did you use that as the cover art for that episode? Oh, girl, you know I did. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that answer already. Sorry. Hell yeah. America is using that cover art for their soul. You should make a calendar of just that image on every <laughs> month. Every month. <laughs> the exact same image. Yes. Or just a different angle. There's also the one where he lifts his glasses up. It just like gets a little closer every time. Yeah. And then in December his glasses are up. I wonder how <laughs> I was kinda of bummed they didn't interview him. I wanted to I wanted to know what how that store was doing. I bet you I bet you for the very same reasons he wanted to talk to the feds, he didn't talk on this. Because <laughs> you know some shit's gone down since this happened and some people have looked at this and things. I mean, Carol's, the thing about Carol's husband yeah. being murdered, that case has been reopened. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard today. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. Even with Joe's appeals and shit, Rinky said he's keeping those pants. Well, because... Because he, he believes he'll go back to court. I mean... In five years, you can get probably get easily like three more, three four more episodes sure. added onto this. Well, and the other thing about just real quick, quick, because I know she's not in this, but what I was told today is that the case has been reopened, and that we have we should find this later online. But um, what behavioral specialist or whatever, whoever it is that like looks at your body language, mm -hmm. have actually watched her in the documentary and like the way she says things and her posture and the way she pauses, she's hiding something. Yeah. Like, uh, and we all know that, but it's like 1000% mm -hmm. something, something she knows. But, and I didn't even think about this, but she actually said at some point when Joe was talking about somebody must have put cologne on his shoes. She literally was like, oh, no, if you want a tiger to bite somebody, you rub them with, down with sardine oil and they'll eat them right up. <laughs> she fucking said that. Yeah. I mean, that's not word for word, but, like, she fucking said that. Yeah. I mean, like we said, there's really no heroes in this except for Ranky, Saf. Chris, and Saf. Yeah, 100. It's, that's it. The Tiger King is their hero journey. Yeah. The, the trials and tribulations and their loyalty. And they're, they're the ones that are the most emotionally realistic, the most sincere. Mm -hmm. And everyone else is just like, but we don't, um, we don't get interviews with Ant, Doc Antle. No one from that camp. Which I think he's in his own legal shit right now. Too. I think he is too. 
And um, obvi- no prison calls from Joe Exotic, which I didn't really expect that. No interview. I did expect that. Yeah. But whatever. I guess you got to time it just right, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, no interview of Carol Baskin or her current husband. I wouldn't think that she would. And they didn't think to interview one fucking tiger. Seemed like they dropped the ball <laughs> on yeah. that one. Not even a lion or a gibbon. New husband? I was kind of hoping for new husband. New husband? Oh, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Oh, campaign manager dropped that Dylan got in a fist fight. This is Dylan. With Jeff. With Jeff Lowe. He said that fight went on for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They must have been fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it's been so long since I've been in a fight. But one thing is like, I guess people don't ever consider. I think often when people are posturing for a fight, they have this idea that they're going to. It's just going to be two blows and someone's done. But most of the time. Everyone just ends up piling on like a sweaty mess. And like, if you're not used to fighting, if you're not a trained fighter, one minute of fighting and you're fucking drained. I've never been in a fight, but sometimes if I have to run up and down the stairs a couple times, I'm winded. So I can't Yeah. (laughs) I like weed eating. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Well, I also am talking about like if I'm carrying stuff, usually not just walking up and down the stairs, but I'm just saying. I wouldn't last very long. Though I've been getting like some leg work in this quarantine going, and I, f- I feel like I am uh, getting a little little better. Yeah. Yeah. You so, look great. Thank you. You're welcome. You look great as well. Okay. What? <laughs> you don't believe me when I say that? I mean, I do believe you. You just think I said it because you just said it to me. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just going to accept it. Should the compliment. We, should we rate the Tiger King and I in toilet paper? Or should we uh, add it to the series and adjust whatever we said before? Which I, I cannot remember. I think it's its own thing. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll rate it like a toilet paper shorty. You'll okay. Get, you'll give it one through three rolls of toilet paper. I'll give it one through three rolls of toilet paper. Combine them for best out of six rolls of toilet paper. I'll give it a two. It's fine. Better than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to watch a shit show. Truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Swallow harder. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Um, (laughs) Did you just burp into the microphone? No, I swallowed. I was making swallow sounds. (laughs) I'm very thirsty. Um, Girl, you're too thirsty, thirsty. girl. Damn. Shoot. You're too thirsty. (laughs) also gonna give it a two i was i expected it to be like a zero but so two is it's great it could have been better with a few more interviews yeah i also did not like joel McHale's couch so two wow joel (laughs) are you hearing this i heard chris hardwick's couch is a little nicer i think he lives in like a torture dungeon no, not really, but I think he lives in a house that's, like, made to look like a... Hardwick? Like an old school, like, yeah, like an 1800s, like, they have a bunch of weird... He's married to that Hearst girl. Yeah, Patty Hearst's daughter. Yeah, and I think they're both obsessed with, like, macabre. Patty Hearst w- peaked when she was in that leftist militant group, and she just fucking has been lame ever since she left it. I don't know her, so... Yeah, you... <laughs> You know, you know this, the outline of the story of Patty Hearst, right? Yeah. 
some militant leftist group mm-hmm. of like college kids, like an, like a variation of like the Weather Underground, like that kind of thing. You, I know you're being polite, just nodding uh, at me right now, but they kidnapped. Uh, the Hearst heiress. Oh, I know. And then she joined them. And then she joined them. I know, yeah. Pictures of her toting guns. I'm saying Patty Hearst was at her coolest when she was an active member of this leftist military organization. That's all I'm saying. And then the feds had to show up. Fuck the feds, am I right? Fuck the feds. I guess we'll end on that. Four out of six <laughs> rolls of toilet paper. Fuck the feds. What prog rock song should we go out on? You pick. Okay, I know I will. <laughs> On camera, you said, uh, fuck the feds. Are yeah, you... fuck, fuck the feds. <laughs> Are you worried about saying stuff like that at all? Yeah, I, I mean, I am definitely, it definitely gives me some worry. I don't know very many people that do like the feds. I mean, the federal government has failed us on so many levels. So, you know, I have no problem saying it once again. Fuck the feds. Yes, I live in the black woods where you dare not even speak my name. If there is evil in your heart and you come near me, you will lose your same. My form is mystic, but my heart is pure. You'd better believe what I say. I am the necromancer. I am the necromancer.